We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Bienvenido de nuevo, nuevo al Paco de Jorge. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Es Nick. Es un buen día para ser fanático de los Yankees. Because all Dominicans now. Everyone's a Dominican. I love it. One of the first things or lessons that I learned growing up, being a Yankee fan that my dad taught me, was kind of that relationship between fan effort and and team effort. What I mean by that is like it, it was a hassle to be a Yankee fan growing up. You, we pay the most for tickets. You pay $60 to park, whether you're fighting traffic on the GW bridge or you're fighting people on the subway. It's a pain. We had all those night games. Our games took the longest. Everything was hard, but he always kind of taught me to justify it with our team does whatever it takes to put a championship team on the field. We spend a lot of money on concessions and tickets, but we can justify it because the team spends a lot of money on getting the best players. And it almost gave me a sense of superiority over my friends. I'm like, oh, you guys are Phillies fans. You're just another team. I root for the Yankees. We do whatever it takes. I'm, I'm better than you. And it always just gave me that great feeling. And to be honest, we had gotten away from that these last couple of years. We're trading for Donaldson. We're trading for ICAF. We're staying under the luxury tax. We're doing bullshit moves. We're passing on Machado, passing on Harper. And Two days ago, we completely got back to that. This was such a George Steinbrenner move. It was a childhood move. It re it reminded me why I love this organization so much. I am so thrilled to have Juan Soto in pinstripes. It's right up there with the A-Rod trade when I was in fifth grade on the playground learning about that. This is a monumental day to be a Yankee fan. Good afternoon, I, Jack. I feel so old because I was a freshman in college when we got A-Rod. You were a freshman. You were a freshman in college in oh three, oh four. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that would be February. The press conference was, I believe, February seventeenth of uh, two thousand four because that's my birthday. First yes, time I had, it was. First time I saw a girl in lingerie. It was a big day for me. That was a that was a hell of a that was a hey, hell of a Rod, day for you, man. First time lingerie. It was just like 
I'm a man now. Um, everything you said sums up like I used to be as crazy with the Yankees as you still are. Um, and, you know, as you go through those times, like, uh, you know, you meet like new people come in your life, new girls. You start dating someone new. Start, it's like, ah, this is this is a bit much. And my explanation, I always said, is the Yankees have been the most consistent thing in my life as far back as I can remember. They're at least trying to do the right thing by yes. me every year. They're not at, they're not not answering my text messages. They are doing everything. They are the most trusted thing in my life. My parents have been late to pick me up from things. I've sat there by myself waiting. 7.05 every night. They were there. They were there. They never let me just sit in the rain. They'd say, stay home. We'll do this another time. So exactly what you said. That's like the last couple of years. Like I have been a not in love with this team fan. And it's because it honestly didn't feel like they were trying as hard as they could. And to get Soto, to get it down to five players, as you called, and we still have Clark Schmidt. Like, so we we have four starters still. So it's not even like the dire, like, we got to find two starters. We got to plug one hole with a veteran, or we're not showing our hand yet, but what are you going to do with Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, Stanton apparently wants to play in the field some Trent Grisham, who can't hit for shit, but two gold gloves in a row in center field the last two years. Eventually, Dominguez back and Alex Verdugo. I don't think everyone's staying. I think we went from the two guys that we traded for Alex Verdugo do not get you a starting pitcher. Alex Verdugo does get you a starting pitcher. Thousand percent. You can also trade Verdugo at the deadline, right? Once Dominguez yeah. comes back, look, another team, some team going for the sixth seed that needs a that needs an extra outfielder and a contract year. And before, I'm so excited to get into the nitty gritty of the players and the lineup and all that. But real quick, something we do not say often on this show. Kudos to Brian Cashman. He got this deal done. He got it over the finish line. I had a lot of Cliff Lee PTSD all night. On Wednesday night, I was freaking out. I was having Eduardo Nunez PTSD. I had PTSD about Cole and Andujar and Frazier from fucking 2017, and he finished. He finished. We ripped Cashman a lot. He did a hell of a job here. He got it done. He, um, you know, he, the way he talked about it after the fact was, it felt like an acknowledgement of what we've all been feeling. Yeah, it made it feel like, all right, so you do see the Internet. some, like, you know, you're not a total jerk off. You understand that, you know, because we also all along have been like, we know you can't say certain things. You know, we know there are limitations. I will say I 100 percent support this deal. Right. But I have said and there was a little someone like called us out and said, oh, he goes oh for four. You guys are going to be fucking chewing him up No, But. If the Soto deal doesn't work out, if it turns into a negative force, we don't win the World Series, he gets hurt right away and, you know, then leaves in free agency, something like that. That is still a Brian. It didn't work out again, because even though I agree with the move, I'm also not the general manager of the Yankees. I see what you're saying, but I don't think I can ever fault him for for taking a swing like that. I, I can in the in the middle of judging. We fault he- him on Stanton. 
We do, but I've never faulted him on Cole. I just say if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. I'm not saying he didn't have bad yeah. intentions. If it doesn't work, it just ha- it can't just be like, well, there's an excuse for the 13th time in a row it didn't. No, I, I get that. It's just it's hard for me to sit here today even and even get to that point because I think it's gonna I think it's gonna work out so beautifully. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see um, how they go about it. I think that you just gotta. I, I think you sh- Juan Soto should be the left fielder. Okay. And he's the left fielder. Don't play judge in center for a little bit. And then Soto's going to be in right. And then when Dominguez comes back, everyone's switching positions mid season. I agree with you because you think about what Soto's already going to be adjusting to. He's going from San Diego to New York. He's switching teams, new clubhouse, probably not the easiest clubhouse the Yankee clubhouse to ingrain your, yourself and judges the after king. the disappointing season of last year too. like exactly. the attitudes can't be, a, you know, it's not like, Oh, we were this close. And now we got you like, we were fucking far away. And that's a big gap. We're asking you one person to pretty much make up right now. And he's played, obviously he's played in the world series. He's played in front of front of big crowds, but you talked about it. The national fan base and the Padre fan base compared to us. It, it, it's a joke. It's a joke. So he's not, he's not, I don't think he's used to being in that fishbowl. He's going to have a lot on his plate. I would prefer to just leave him in one spot. And I know we've talked about this. The idea of judge at 32 coming off that toe injury, playing center field every day. It it truly sounds like a nightmare. No, I mean, that's why I think like the Grisham, Grisham being included. People like, Oh no, not fucking Grisham. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, the guy bats 200. So do all the guys we have. Um, but he has won two gold gloves in a row. And, and when it comes with Juan Soto, Juan Soto is two guys worth of hits. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Out, and we're not asking him to start the World Series in center field. We're asking him to get us to June. I agree. I almost would like to. I think there's an argument to be made to just judge every day and right Soto every day and left Grisham every day in center and Verdugo's the fourth outfielder and, and rotates a little bit. I, I think you can I think you can make that argument. Now, people might laugh at that. Why would you play Grisham every day instead of Verdugo? It's not like Verdugo's a, a 40 home run guy. No, um, and he hasn't played. Any center field. In the last two seasons since 21. Right. And Grisham, look, he's he's basically a lefty Bader. He's a, maybe a little bit worse at hitting B- Bader hit what? 220 last year, 230. He's a left handed version of Bader. Yeah. I it's mean, fine. and I could see him also, you know, not that we have a tremendous history with it, but we have a new hitting coach. So who knows? I mean, I saw someone tweeted us a picture of the way he holds the bat. He holds the bat crazy. bad. I could fix that. Yeah. That was he just has his thumbs up. Put your thumbs down. There you go. 250 hitter now. It's crazy, too. But by the way, this I'm drinking some Glenlivet 12, this scotch, this victory scotch tastes fucking delicious after this. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this day, man. I've been waiting. Um, The goal, the goal was to get two lefty outfielders. And in two days, they got three lefty outfielders. I mean, you want to talk about having a goal at the fucking winter meetings, going down to Nashville, hitting up Broadway and coming home with a treasure chest at yeah. three lefty bats. Yeah. I mean, we talked what two days ago about like just the ability to go left, right, left, right. That like, 
we've been talking about for it feels like two and a half years. Yeah, and then there'd be like blips of it, you know, like cause someone would come back or we trade for someone. We'd have a little left, right. Then boom, injuries start hitting and it's all right again. We thought we had it with getting Rizzo and Gallo. Remember, we thought that that was going to yep. do it. Yeah, there's been so many. And to me, the the crazy thing about this deal is it felt like there was no alternative. There was no fallback. Like Cody Bellinger was not going to satisfy the yeah. Matt. There was really no plan B. There wasn't. Yeah. There were like, this was it. Go get him. And like anything less than this, <clears throat> I like the fans are talking very differently right now. Hardly. Like, and I was thinking, I was thinking like, all right, say the Padres held on to Soto where we didn't get him and we blew away the field for Yamamoto. We give Yamamoto nine years, fucking 40 million, something crazy flexes the wallet. And then we sign like Kiermaier. We're coming into spring training like, eh, maybe we'll be a wild card. Yeah. No, like Soto is 162 games last year. Like, you know, and I think in his contract year, he's not going to allow himself to not play 155 games. He's fucking playing. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Every day, left field, you're out there. Once a week, you'll DH, you know, maybe twice a week. It's not like Stanton fucking performs. Um, and, you know, Verdugo finds his way in there filling those gaps. And then you have the ability to make trades. They have so they have so much flexibility now, whether it's flipping Glaber, flipping Peraza, flipping Verdugo. They, it finally feels like we have some fucking leverage where in the past, I feel like it was always begging us to get things from other teams. Like we never had leverage. We never had extra assets. And now we have everything we we've, we know about Soto's game, right? He's basically Ted Williams reincarnated and he's 25, but his personality, man, he seems so built for the moment. We've seen him on the big stage in the world series, like doing that shuffle homering off Verlander, just the way he looks, the way he, he flips his bat, the way he stares at pitchers. I think he is going to come in here and own the moment. I think the fans are going to adore him. I think he's going to be taking curtain calls. I just, this is a match made in heaven, man. It really is. So I totally agree, except I just, you know how sometimes you create a person in your mind just to like laugh at them or be mad at them. I have created like a group of, and it's because I'm rewatching the Sopranos of old Italian guys who are just like, I don't get it with this kid. Stay in the box. What do you, (laughs) you don't got to be dancing. What are you dancing about here? You dance May and you dancing. <laughs> you know who never danced? Jason Giambi. Or Joe DiMaggio. Joey D. Joe D. He, he never danced. He never did his little shuffle. There wasn't Joey D's dance hall, this Soto shuffle. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. See the Mick? I saw the Mick play. Never did that. No, it's going to be, there will be that, but the Dominican fans are going to fucking adore this guy. I mean, this guy is going to be the king of New York City. Yes. You know, imagine he fucking does that whole shuffle. He's pointing the bat like he does. He does his weird lean and he hits 50 fucking home runs. Like an exciting 50 home runs. Because think about it, like when A-Rod hit 50 home runs, he was a fucking robot. Judge, robot. Yeah. You know, Tino, Tino hit a bunch of home runs. That's what are you going to get out of Tino Martinez in terms of emotion? Nothing. That That's so true. And he is one of those guys, and this is such a cliche, but like the ball sounds different off of his bat. You know, people say that he is a textbook like the ball. Well, last year we went to a Yankee Padre game on, it was a day game on a Saturday and the night before Friday night, he put one in the second deck. And as soon as the ball hit the bat, it just sounds different. I remember that vividly. Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a party. Be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> There are still like I don't the team we have today is still not the team, though. You were right. Like, you know, that's one that I say, like, yes, we enjoy this. This is nice. It's a good we've got a good start. We've started the race towards our it's going to be like our probably 30th offseason championship in a row. Like we've <laughs> won a lot of them. We're the Ric Flair of offseason championships. We're, we're the Yankees of offseason championships. And now we just like we just got to finish it. And I because th- I do think it takes a ballsy move like trading Glaber Torres. Because also, here's the realistic. You could fucking love Glaber, right? He could be your cousin. I don't care. Realistically. Say the Yankees win the World Series. Say the Yankees losing the playoffs. Uh, like deep in the playoffs, CS playoffs, uh, or say they get eliminated early. Not even going to explore uh, not making the playoffs because then everything's on fire. You've got Juan Soto and Glaber Torres as free agents. 
Glaber Torres is not staying in New York. Get something for him and have more roster flexibility. There just won't be the money. And to be honest, when coming into this pre-Soto, we probably thought there was, what, a 5% chance that he would maybe stay. Now it's zero. Like, there, every yeah. dollar next year is going to Soto. Newsflash for anybody that the only move they're making next offseason is going to be to re-sign Soto. That's it. They're not getting That's why you got to go out and get a pitcher with a couple years of control because we we won't have any money for that. You're right. And the trade market for pitching is apparently wide open. I've heard Corbin Burns. I've heard Shane Bieber. The Rays aren't going to give us glass now in division, but there are quality arms available. And look like there are lower level guys that you could give Matt Blake for a year as well. Like you look yep. what he did. Look what he did. Think about it. We didn't know who Brito and Vasquez were a year ago. Me and you. And we have a Yankees podcast yeah. and he helped turn them into Juan Soto. <laughs> he did. They are now Juan Soto with Higgy. I saw like the thing. It was like they did like what the Padres originally traded for Soto for with the Nationals and then what they got back from us. And they like took out the 200 games that Soto played for them. And it was like so depressing for them because the guys they got back from us, they traded like four of their top six prospects to get him from the Nationals originally. And they got back a lot less. I don't know. What it's funny because I have seen a couple of like Padres fans be like, we may have gotten even like better. And, and people are just like, no, you did not Like. <laughs> That is that is false in every like possible statistic and not to go down a rabbit hole. But like this was avoidable. They didn't have to give Machado an 11 year extension when they already had him. I know he had the opt out and they gave uh, Xander Bogarts 11 years. It, it, this was they, they totally made this mess for themselves. Yeah, they went <laughs> like kind of half all in. They, yeah, like you they went out to get pitching, too. They just like didn't perform. I, I mean, I don't know. As close, like I don't know if it was relievers or or what like the specific issue is, but every once in a while I look at the standings and be like, I'm shocked how far back they are. Yeah, no, I saw that too. And obviously, they're on the West Coast in the NL. We we don't see them play a lot. They don't exist. Yeah, <laughs> they don't exist to us. Um, I do think you mentioned Stanton briefly. The, the reason I like this trade so much is my expectations for Stanton instead of. Maybe he'll bounce back and hit 35 homers. My expectations are 190 with 18 solo home runs. And anything more than that, I'll be thrilled. He's not the number one. He's not the number two. Might not even be the number three at this point. But, like, the, Judge and Soto are the new Judge and Stan from, like, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's a great point. I didn't think about that at all. But I do agree you're right. I think it takes a lot of pressure off Stanton. So, it does. You know, I mean, obviously, he goes over five. He's going to get booed. But there is a chance that, like, you know, we're not talking about him as much. We're not looking to him to do as much. And he can get hot at some point and, like, maybe feel like the spotlight's less on him and he could just, like, figure out a groove to get back to close to what he used to be. I don't want him batting cleanup. That's a, I know we could do a full line or a full episode just talking about the lineup, but you're going to have Soto judge two, three. We'll talk about whatever order we want that. But I do the guy hitting fourth needs to be somebody that can consistently put the bat on the ball because they're going to be on base all the time. And I want somebody that can put it in play, not a all or nothing grand slammer strikeout guy like Stan, whether that's, I don't know, Torres, Rizzo. It's got to be somebody with some better bat to ball skills. I'd have Stan around six or seven at this point. Come prove it. Yeah, I agree. I did. Um, one of the guys I do the midday show on ESPN Syracuse sometimes. One of those guys, Paulie, is a Padres fan. So, you know, I break his chops every once in a while. 
Um, and then they got Soto. And so he said to me, I can't wait until you're down by two in the ninth inning with two runners on and he's up and he fucking walks because that's what he does. And so like he gets on base so much that he'll walk in a position like that. Um, and it apparently becomes frustrating. So I'm interested to see that. He's going to get pitched around a lot, but you, you go to games at Yankee stadium when there are, when there are runners on base in the seventh, eighth and ninth inning, it gets loud. It gets hard for the pitcher to concentrate. I, 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 Man, they, they are going to get pitched around a lot. They, they're probably both going to walk 150 times each, Judge and Soto. Yeah, th- that's why it's going to be so interesting to see how they put it together. Because, again, I don't like if we kept labor. You have whoever you want lead off, like you said, then it's Judge Soto. Probably Glaber, Rizzo, Stanton. That would work. It, is probably like that core part. And then you're just figuring out, is it, is it Volpe? Is it probably not Grisham? It's probably not going to be Grisham. <laughs> he would hit ninth and I'd give him a chance. Like, like I said, I'd be fine with him getting the center field job and having Verdugo be kind of a Rover. There's so many. Th- and, and then you got the whole DH spot. You know, he stands clogging that up. I think it definitely feels like this could be the last year with Stan because there's going to come a time where judge is going to need, more and more DH days. Yeah, I mean, I think Cashman's trying to, you know, I, I do think that with the things that Cashman said, which were true, you say them to make him open to maybe being moved somewhere. Oh, for sure. Everything that Brian Cashman says has a purpose. Like, he doesn't just say things and not realize what he meant or, you know, he he knows the cameras are on him. He's been doing this, whatever, 30 years. He doesn't just say shit. He says it with a purpose. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's um it's an exciting like prospect to like just, you know, just even be thinking about this fucking lineup with Juan Soto. <laughs> just the so personality, like so much personality. It's going to be so interesting. Like they're throwing fucking the Dominicans in like Spanish Harlem. I'll throw them a parade every day and it'll be a great <laughs> time. I'd love to go. It would be great. And the cool thing about Soto is like, I, I, there are times when everybody was fantasizing about Machado or fantasizing about Harper. This isn't a guy that was ever really on our radar for the most part. Like he came up with the nationals. He's like, this guy's fucking sick. He's never going to be a Yankee. And we just got him. It was never. Well, because we were like, all right, well, it's going to be judge, you know, that we have to bring back. And to a certain extent, after you pass on Harper and Machado, and some of the trades that we could have made over the years, you start to, you know, we lost that love and feeling, as we said. And so you just don't have the faith in them that they're going to go ahead and and go out there and get that guy even when he becomes available. Or, you know, a lot of times we've seen uh, and, you know, if you don't factor in the Boris element of it, we see these guys and they sign an extension early. Like, look at the Braves. Like, they just sign everyone early. A lot of guys have been doing that more because the signing early used to be like six million dollars for twelve years. Yeah. And but now it's like, oh well, we'll give you eighty million dollars for five years, and like that's a discount. It is wild. Yeah. Like we never even got the shot at Acuna. Like who knows? He might have. It, it never yeah. even became a factor. And that's a great. It's a great point with more Tatis with more guys. 
getting locked up. Do you think this makes up for passing on a Machado, Seager, Harper act? Like, did, is Cashman good in your book after passing on those guys? No. Okay. No. Cashman is is not good for just going out and making like one trade. If we if we go and we win the World Series, I don't care if Soto stays or goes. I want him to stay, but if he goes, I'm not going to be like you guys are fucking pieces of shit. But if we don't win the World Series and Soto leaves, I still think it's just a matter of like of time of like the game has changed. We are pl- we're running an old we're running an old play that has not worked in a while in this league. So the Rangers signed a bunch of free agents and they paid Seager and Simeon and won. It kind of the Rangers kind of bought their championship. If you think about it, not, yeah, most of those guys traded. are home. So yeah. like. So it worked last year. It doesn't really work a lot, though. Yeah. We tried it a million times. Fucking Gary Sheffield. But you got to try. Like, I'd rather try. But uh, what I'm saying is it's still like trying doesn't mean you get to be the general manager of the New York Yankees more than 25 years. No, I get that. What is your confidence level at one to 10 that he resigns next year? Mine's like a fucking nine or a 10. I'm not. Yeah, like I'm up there and, you know, he seems very excited to be a Yankee. Like he's posting a lot on Instagram about being Yankee. Did you see the, uh, the, I mean, you saw the Jeter. Yeah, that was awesome. Like we're rolling everyone out. I mean, if Jeter's tweeting at you, like that is a like team, you know, that's a team effort. I see general manager right now. I'm seeing so many of like and like Met fans like, oh, just keep him warm for a year until we pay him or the Phillies. We're going to pay him. You're telling me with a year. We basically have a year to recruit him exclusively. Yeah. If they win 100 games and he hits 48 home runs and they go to the World Series, you really think he's going to want to leave? There's And remember, we're his third team. This guy want to be known as a guy that played for four or five different teams. I think he's going to be very. I don't think he was a fuck about that. OK, but I think. This guy is going to hit a fucking walk off home run on a Friday or like maybe even a day game of a Saturday when they have Sunday night baseball. And he's going to go out with like fucking Merrow and Carmelo Anthony and just be like, yeah, I'll sign whatever fucking contract for forever. Like, you know, what do you oh, what are you going to do? Hang out with Fat Joe a bunch of times and then sign somewhere else. You get this guy. He's going to be. When do the Knicks play next? He's going to be courtside for a Knicks game. Yeah, he is. With he is. Judge. Yeah. Um, who's coming through the garden? You know, Drake. Good. You're coming out. Stanton, you're staying home. <laughs> you're no longer one of the Rockettes. <laughs> That's so true. He's going to he's going to love it. And again, he is not he has not played in front of a fan base <laughs> like ours. The national, like you said, Nationals are an expansion fan base in Southern California. Now you're coming to New York. It's going to be uh, it's going to be so great. So let's quickly Yamamoto Martino reported the Yankees are willing to go over 300 million in payroll for the first time ever. They are willing to be at, you know, around the top of the bidding for him. They're meeting with him on Monday. They are bringing Matsui. How confident are you scale of one to ten that, that this guy's a Yankee? Um, I don't know as much like about the situation like you hear there are other teams it's always weird when it's a guy from japan because you just like you don't know anything about him you don't know his history um 
in terms of just like, I don't know his agent that well. So I don't know like what kind of guy he is and, and the deals he looks for. Um, Otani was right away, like not New York. So like we knew we were out of that right away. It does feel like it does feel like the old times. It feels like Hideki Arabu's available. You know, whoever like we're going to get him. It feels like, you know, El Duque just like, you know, got to the beach from Cuba. We're going to get that guy. Like there were it does feel like that where it's like a new a new toy is coming into Tanaka. play. Tanaka yeah. we knew we were getting him. Yeah. 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 I think we I think we have a really good chance. I, I would put it at like seven or eight out of ten. There have been a lot of reports of he's intrigued by whatever the mystique, the aura, the tradition of specifically the Yankees and the Dodgers. If we're bringing Matsui like this reminds me of when we brought Pettit to meet with Cole. It's just like I feel like we have that extra that extra gear. And I, again, I've heard a lot about the Mets. What other than money, the Mets have really nothing, nothing to offer. I know Kodai Senga is there, but other than money, they they have no tradition there. There's no winning pedigree there. They're probably – are they even a playoff team with him? I, I don't know. I think the Dodgers scare me. I'm really not scared of the Mets. I could see this guy being like, you know what? Cohen offered me $20 million more, but after meeting Matsui and they just got Soto, like I want to be a fucking Yankee. Like I want to win a World Series. Like I want – and part of it is because I know Matsui is a pervert. I want them alone. I want Matsui speaking Japanese and just yeah. being like, yo, Queens is fucking bullshit. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, it's, you know, oh, thank you for like coming. Right, right, First, right, right. Envision you as a player. Great. Oh, no. Like coming from Japan. They took care of me. They made it nice. Great. Get the white people out of the way. <laughs> Get down to some Japanese shit talk. Of just like, yo, on the real, like Mets going to offer you more money, but it's fucking bullshit, dude. It sucks. That place is a piece of shit. Don't ever even go there. Don't even drive through there. They'll fucking steal your hubcaps. Like say some shit like that to him and he comes to the Bronx. I'm, I'm so I'm so with you. They're going to SoCal to meet with him. Same thing they did. It just feels like the Cole pitch. Like they're bringing a former Yankee, you know, World Series champ. They're going they're going to Southern California. I just I feel really good about it. I know they offered Cole the most money, but apparently the presentation and the pitch was really strong. The iPad, they brought the bottle of wine. Like I, I just, I, it feels like they have their shit together. And Boone's smirk when he was talking about him, they're clearly very confident. I just think, I don't know the way the the reports I've heard about him caring also, about. Also, but credit to Boone. Boone went to Japan. We've seen Boone with him before. Yes, like we've yes. physically seen them walking together. They have met. This is not a first meeting. Because, uh, like, I guess if you don't think, if you think about it, like, it's not a tampering thing. Because he's a yep. guy in a different leagues. So you could talk to whoever you want. So, exactly. like, we've got that, you know, so I rarely give him credit, but credit to Cashman while we, or the season was ending, he was over there, you know, starting the work. That picture of uh, Cashman clapping as Yamamoto's coming off the mound after his no hitter is going to be an all timer if we sign him. Yeah. I mean, it'll show that he did. He put in the work and he went out there and he did it. Dude, opening weekend when the Yankees are, you know, open at home. Fucking Olivia Rodrigo's in town at the Garden. I think Soto's there. <laughs> what, April 5th or 6th? Yeah. That's, that's, I've literally just been going through the Garden's calendar. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you think he goes to the Billy Joel-like shows? Dave you know, Matthews. But, like, there's no one uh, 
Yeah, I was looking to see if like Bad Bunny was gonna like. Yeah, be... they just had the uh, the Hip Hop Fifty thing at Yankee Stadium. That was la- that was last summer with like Jay Z and Dr. Dre. That would have been a good one. It was very good. Yeah, I watched it on YouTube. Nice. Are we completely out on Bellinger? You think? You think that's over? Yeah. Yeah. There's. I mean, what like what does that even do for you at this point? Boris has to be so pissed, dude. Think about this. He, you know, he was hoping. Obviously, to have the Yankees in to at least drive up the price for Bellinger. Now, now we're out of that, and he knows that he's losing leverage with Soto too, because you know Soto's probably going to tell him, "Oh, I just want to stay." Like this has not been a good uh, forty-eight hours for Scott Boris. And and really, you look at Bellinger, like who is giving him two hundred million without us? Like I feel like we were going to be that team to get suckered into that, and now we're not. He does. He feel like that number for that player feels like a fallback plan. Hundred like percent. That screams desperation. Fallback plan. It would have been us just being on here trying to convince ourselves that like he. It would have just been like therapy. Like oh well maybe if he re- recaptures his twenty nineteen four. He can play four positions. Now nah, we got his fucking dad played for the team, so he knows how to get to the stadium. <laughs> and the picture of him. There's a picture of him on the field. I think as a kid. No. Uh, we're interested in Jordan Hicks. Like however, however many games O'Neill does of him telling that same story. Oh, I couldn't do that. The announcing in the second half last year was just so everything was so painful. I don't blame him. Um, Jordan Hicks. Yeah. yeah. There's one Oh five. I mean, I like that. I, you know, I like the idea that we're at least out there, like trying talking to a, a bunch of guys, because I think if you, you know, if, if you're going to, like rebuild this bullpen you you need the guy who throws 105 and you but you need to kind of like find a way to catch him in a way where it's not gonna cost you a zillion dollars like we could find a fair deal with him it sounded like from what fine sand said they're either gonna get yamamoto or they're gonna spread out that money in the bullpen like i think it was 2010 going into 11 they missed on cliff lee and then they signed like Rafael Soriano and like a couple bullpen studs instead to to shorten the game. So either way, either way that goes, I like that. I definitely think there are more moves coming. Um, I wanted to tell you, so we haven't talked about this yet. Last year, towards the end of the season, we were like, I'm done. I'm not liking this. So at the end of October, I actually upgraded my ticket package. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> okay. Didn't you go from like throwing your phone at the wall when the guy called you? <laughs> yeah, it was an emotional, it was an emotional uh, uh, stretch. But but here's what happened, and I'll, I'll I'll take you through this. So what they did in in August, I knew you were gonna laugh at this. So in I think it was September, they announced they were raising ticket prices. Yes. And a lot of people did not renew. So then they dropped it to they dropped the 2024 pricing back to 2023 pricing, and people still weren't buying it. Then they dropped it to 2022 pricing, and that's. That's when I jumped in. So me and Tom have a Friday, every Friday home game. I think it's 13, 13 Friday games and three other like bullshit games. And we got a really good deal at 2022 pricing. We got it before the Soto deal. Sure that the resale market's going to do a hell of a lot better now. And it, it was kind of at the time it made no sense. It was more blind faith. Like they're going to do something and this will be worth it. And then they did. So now I'm fucking sitting pretty. So wait, by upgraded, do you mean you're, 
like, what, did you move your seats up or you just mean you got more games? So I went from a nine game to a 16 to like the Friday. Yeah. Okay. And where are the seats? 329, 300 level on the aisle. Where's 329? It's uh, like between, it's like field? right, it's like third base. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like a little bit past third base, but before the foul pole. Third How base. much do those go for a ticket? It was like 31 or 32 a game. Oh, that's really like not bad at all. It's not bad because what I did was I looked at the single game pricing and it's like, you know, we play the Dodgers on a Friday night. They're selling them for like 75 bucks in that section. I'm like, all right, well, you know, obviously you have to go to to do well financially. You go to the games against the fucking White Sox and the Tigers and you sell the Dodgers. But the problem is when you're willing to pay like you don't. If every Friday night game was a Red Sox game, you'd go to every Friday night game. Like you were exactly you're looking to go to the games. The money I was paying. Paid. I was the guy paying seventy five dollars before. Yeah. To go. So I, I think it, and then pretty much free. <laughs> so and to be honest, I would have felt really stupid if they didn't do anything. But now I feel like a fucking genius. You probably if they didn't do anything, would you have even told me you did? that? I probably I don't know. <laughs> No shot. At some point, like we would have met up or something. We were like, yeah, I fucking did it. <laughs> or it would have been like, do you want to go to a game? And I would have been like, yeah, but we have to sit here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, I actually already have tickets, so we got to go there. Um, so, yeah, no, ex- excited about that. Um, it's going to it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I really can't. I, I truly think like these weekend games, it's going to be a party. The, our attendance is going to be through the roof this year we, we should lead the league in attendance i think they were second or third last year it could be a lot of fun it could be a whole lot of fun the vibes because oh. that's what i i miss is like i didn't have the excuse i got two kids i got a lot of shit going on the team didn't just right it's like how i talk about the team has to play to a level that justifies going out and trading for more players yes mm-hmm. they didn't justify me cashing in any of my like, hey, I'm going to go to a Friday night game and a Saturday game. Like I'm getting a hotel. I, I scheduled a meeting. I'll see you. Yeah, it's also the it's also not even that, but it's the worth it. Like, you know, I know if I'm going to a Friday night game and I have to get up early with an 11 month old, like that's a tough it's a tough turnaround. You get in at one in the morning and you hear crying at six thirty. So yeah. it's like, yeah, and it's like, it, damn, is this really worth it? And towards the end of the season, it wasn't. Uh, but now, now I feel like it is. It, um, dude, the opening day, the, that's Soto first at bat. Oh, my God. They're going to have to stop the game. He's getting a standing up. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be so great, man. This is so this is so awesome. I really I really can't believe it. It's like it's about the same, I think, as when they signed Cole. About the same level of excitement. Um. Yeah, because I'm trying to think back like so much has happened since Cole, like so many negative feelings about them. But, yeah, we did feel like, oh, well, look, that it's fucking done. Like, this is an easy one. Easy World Series. And Stanton was exciting, but it wasn't a need. You talked about it. We already had Judge. It was like, oh, this is cool. We're the Yankees. But it wasn't like, oh, we needed the ace in Cole. We needed the lefty bat in Soto. Stan was like, oh, I guess if the Marlins are going to give this guy away, like this is Stan cool, was like, hey, oh, great. We just won that game seven. Now we're, you know, this year we're in yeah. the series and we were one game away, whereas now we were so far away. You yes. know, our cup, our cup was so much emptier and now it's full again before it was close to fall. And then Stanton just got it to fall. 
And just re- real quick, what I wanted, last thing I kind of wanted to hit on is, is the window, but 48 hours ago, you're thinking, okay, judge is turning 32 in April. Cole is 33. We have one or two more years to take a shot at this thing. Juan Soto's 25. Dominguez is 20 or 21. This just extended our window by another five years. You'll, you'll obviously forget judging Cole for a second. You're going to have Dominguez and Soto both in their prime for a good six, seven years together. And I, that's my favorite part about this is the window. I feel like the window was closing and we just kind of propped it open. 48 hours ago, I was thinking about jumping out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, we're excited. You can, as last night, let me just ask you this, because it's it's like 6.15 right now on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. At 6.15... On Wednesday, how much of a nightmare were you for your wife? Were you just pacing and talking to yourself? It was just very, yeah, and I was quiet. I was very quiet. I was talking to myself silently. I told my wife, (laughs) I was like, it was maybe like eight. I was like, I told Nick, I'm staying up till 930. I go to bed early. I wake up early, so I go to bed early. Um, and part of that is just like at 930, I'm going to be too high to do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I told her I, and she was like, really, you're going to do that? I go, listen, if I don't do that, Nick's going to have this podcast alone in his kitchen with no computer, probably just talking into like, I don't know, a spatula. <laughs> and then and then Jamie's going to have to have him locked up or she's going to like. So I'm doing this for their marriage. You got a nice <laughs> laugh. <laughs> it's true it is wild the because it's like all early afternoon it's like we were gearing up we were texting like it seemed like it was going to get done around three four o'clock it's like we'll record at 5 30 this is perfect once once hoke tweeted that the medical it was a medical hold up i was freaking out and then like they're like oh jack curry's coming on at 10 30 and you see on twitter and i know you were asleep but it's like oh this is like the president coming to address yeah, like, yeah. the entire yeah. Uh, I mean, that's all we were doing. Everyone was just waiting for Jack Curry. Like he's become the guy. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Jeff Passan could be like anything. And we're just like, well, let's see what Jack says. If Jack thumbs it, you know, we're good. They really, they really made us, they really made us sweat, man. Can you imagine if he would have went on there at 1030 and be like, ah, this fella, I I don't know. That's another scary thought is like, I don't know how we would have came back from that. When did it happen? I thought it was like 12. It's like 1040. It was like 1035, oh, okay. 1040. But I don't know how this this felt like something we wouldn't have we wouldn't have been able to get off the mat from. Oh, it would have been. Yeah, no, it would have been bad. <laughs> if we never got close and he either didn't get moved or he just, you know, ended up somewhere else, even though I never really heard anywhere else he could go. Right. If if that I'd be OK. But to be as close as we were, if it fell apart. It'd be a nightmare. Before we wrap, you got a prediction on Otani? Oh, because he said he's going to do it by like Sunday. By right? Sunday, yeah. No, I have no idea. Probably the Dodgers. Or I've heard he might even just stay with the Angels. I could see that. I've seen a lot of Blue Jay buzz, too. Apparently, he doesn't want to play in any kind of weather element. So it's either SoCal or the Dome. He's kind of a bitch. Dude, he really is. He's like, oh, he doesn't do wind or rain or humidity. I'm like, I fucking don't like this guy, man. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, if he goes to Toronto, like, I'd rather he's not a Blue Jay. It's not the end of the world, but I'd really rather he's not. Because, like, 
the Blue Jays have a good young core, I, although they've talked about possibly trading some guys. But, like, you add Otani to that, then they're like, oh, well, our window just got refreshed. Well, our window just got refreshed, and I don't want all the windows being refreshed. And Baltimore <laughs> is still, you know, you got Baltimore yeah. and Tampa. You know, they're always, you know, like, Tampa's always going to be there. You've got Baltimore. Who knows what the hell they are? It's and the Red Sox just got two though. young stud arms. <laughs> They got great. God, imagine being a Red Sox fan today. That's got to suck after the after the Soto deal. I hope the Dodgers get Otani solely because you would think that takes them out on Yamamoto. Yeah. And then it's it's just us and the Mets. But if you're listening to this, it's Friday morning. Have a couple of drinks tonight. Juan Soto is a Yankee. Celebrate. What, what does Jack say? Call whoever made you a Yankee fan and thank them. It's a fucking great day, everybody. Yeah, I guess maybe we'll see it. I guess we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.